This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It was a massive blunder. That is all everyone is talking about when it comes to last night's Oscars. Oh, here the it goes. Academy Award. <laughs> for Best Picture. You're awesome. <laughs> Come on. La La Land. Yeah! No, there's a mistake. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. Okay, well... Everybody saw that big blunder. They mistakenly called it for La La Land, and it turned out it was the accountant's fault. PricewaterhouseCoopers has taken responsibility, though there is no doubt that the presenters could have handled it better. Or is that a bit harsh? I'm here with Mike Crisolago, Zoomer Magazine's arts and entertainment editor. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Libby. So um, is it true they could have handled it better, or is that a bit harsh? I think it's a little bit harsh. Um, it's live TV. There's, you know, a billion people watching. And I do think, you know, Warren Beatty paused. He didn't read the name. He looked at it. He, he mentioned it afterwards at... Uh, he wasn't quite sure, and he showed it to Faye Dunaway, and Faye Dunaway kind of was like egging him on, like, come on, just read it, you know, you're taking too long, thinking he's joking around. Um, so, I mean, in hindsight, absolutely, you might think, oh, well, they should have just turned around and said, I'm sorry, it says an actress's name on here, but I guess in the moment, you know, at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, I don't know. I think there's too much blame being put on Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, personally. Okay, and uh, too little blame on the accounting firm? Uh, well, I mean, I was watching it with some friends, and the first thing everybody was saying was, man, there's somebody who's going to be looking for a job tomorrow <laughs> you know, backstage from the accounting firm. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately it comes down to them and, and the person who handed the wrong envelope, right? Yeah, I mean, and they're launching an investigation. Is is that a bit a bit much? I mean, after all, we are we are not talking about world peace here. <laughs> Somebody made a joke that there's uh, more of an investigation to this than into uh, Trump Russia alliances. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that's a good one. So it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit silly. It got corrected in the end, right? And you know what? I have to say that the the producer, uh, the La La Land producer, who without you know hesitation stepped in and said, "Moonlight, you won." They handed over the Oscar. They, they completely left the stage. You know, there was no fuss. It was incredibly respectful. I mean, in the end, the, the right film that was voted won. 
And, uh, you know, to me, it's just like a, yeah, it'll be on highlight reels for years to come and we'll laugh and we'll move on. What about before uh, the producer came on and said there's been a mistake? There was mm-hmm. somebody in the middle of the speech and he said, actually, we lost at the end. Did he know? Like, what, what was that? From what I have read... And, and I questioned this, too. I said, why did it get to the third producer giving his acceptance before yeah. anybody said anything about this? And yeah. From what I understand, there, it was just sort of a, a chain reaction. You know, somebody backstage noticed a mistake, then they told somebody else, and they ran out on stage to check an envelope. And by the yeah. time they did all that, these guys had rushed through two acceptance speeches already. So I think, it would, you know, I would have thought there'd be somebody there with a, you know, a pen and paper going, you know, somebody from yeah. PricewaterhouseCooper making sure the right names are announced. Because, you know, they said La La Land, and then the whole time it took for them to walk up there onto well, the stage and then make two speeches, and nobody said anything. Yeah, but the, the, I'm, I'm questioning that, that guy who was up there, and he suddenly said, by the way, we lost. Like, mm-hmm. did he know? Was it in his ear or something? Um, if it was uh, somebody from La La Land that you're referencing, no. It, it was a, there were producer. There was one producer who ran onto the stage, oh. and maybe he had said something in their ear, uh, and that's why they they would have said, "Oh no, we lost," uh, but they wouldn't have known ahead of time. Okay, yeah, that was. Uh that that bit confused me. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of confusion. There. What is this? Is this going to have any impact on the box office of those two movies? Um, well, you know what? I think. I mean, La La Land has had just constant press through the entire award season. They've been the darlings. Um, I think Moonlight for people who maybe had heard about it, but just heard about it in passing. Or there's this film Moonlight. Maybe for them, it'll be a bit of a bump. You know, um, it's a much smaller film, much smaller production, and and now they've got all of this press. Some people were a little bit upset that, you know, they won Best Picture, but it got flubbed. It wasn't the grandiose uh, sort of moment you would hope. But at the same time, uh, people uh, were countering that, saying, hey, people are going to remember Moonlight won for decades to come. Well, exactly. And that clip is being played over and over and over again. So. It might actually increase their box office. Absolutely. People are going to say, what is this movie? That I mean, winning Best Picture, number one. We'll do that anyway. Now that you have all of this hubaloo around it, absolutely, I think so, yeah. Okay, well, I called it for Moonlight, though I did not bet money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Dorothy in Toronto has to say. Hello, Dorothy. Hi, Libby. How are you? Well, I'm going to see Moonlight now for sure. Okay, it's, it's, it's a good film. I thought, actually, it was a touch too long, but... My daughter saw it and really loved it, so I'm going to see it. But I just want to know when they're going to get Billy Crystal, because he was the best since Bob Hope. And I think that movie was the big mess, sort of. It sort of, well, I, I don't know if it really stole their thunder, but it's sort of unfair that that happened to the people of that movie, Moonlight. But I, I really think that they should have Billy Crystal. He makes everything so light and funny and... I don't know. I, I just, I think he was the best one since Bob Hope. That's uh, my opinion. And and what did you think of Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, no comment. Okay. If you if you can't say anything nice, you're not going to say anything at all, Dorothy. That's thank- my theory in life, all the way around. <laughs> okay, Dorothy. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay, uh, Mike, the host. Very mixed mm-hmm. reviews for Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel is someone even in late night who gets you either like him or you don't. He's very much from the school of David Letterman. He mentioned that last night on the show that it was his influence. Uh, And David Letterman was the same. He doesn't uh, he's not a conventional host. And you either love his sort of brash confrontational ways or uh, or you don't. 
So I think going in, we knew that people wouldn't uh, will either love him or hate him. Um, I thought he did a great job. I'm a big fan of, of Jimmy Kimmel, but I'm also a big fan of David Letterman. Uh, but I, I can completely understand the uh, the nostalgia for a Billy Crystal. I mean, I loved watching Billy Crystal. I loved watching Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin host. Um, but I just think now, um, you know, uh, for better or worse, they are moving towards younger hosts uh, and people who are more in the the spotlight today. Just apropos Billy Crystal, uh, he tweeted last night, amazing ending, wish it had turned out that way on election day. <laughs> a lot of people were saying that. And you know what? I also feel bad for Steve Harvey because they referenced him for his yep. flub at Miss Universe. And you would think this is a, a much bigger flub, but he's still getting flack for it. Yeah, okay. Probably... So, yeah. Well, it, it's um, it's kind of interesting. There, I read... People saying that they thought uh, that that he should have been Kimmel should have been edgier. Mm-hmm. There should have been more kind of political comment. Uh, then there were people who absolutely loved him. So I guess uh, you know, I guess by that choice, they also didn't want something too controversial because that's not his thing. Well, yeah, and then you also have the people who do, who will say, well, listen, we're here to watch you talk about movies, so don't talk about politics. You know, people, some people don't want their, their celebrities or their sports figures or whoever to talk about politics. So there's always that fine line, and it's do you ignore it? Do you, do you bring it to the forefront? I think that um, some of the presenters also use their speeches uh, to sort of highlight uh, political discourse and, and their opposition to certain political things going on in the U.S. right now. But it was a little, it was milder than what we saw. It was. I think, and you know, he said, he made that one comment in the beginning, Jimmy Kimmel did, where he said, you know, we should all just reach out to somebody we disagree with and, uh, you know, talk to them and try to just make peace. And then, you know, America would be a better place. And then he went from that to making fun of Mel Gibson. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he was trying to walk that line, be uh, give a few Trump shots, uh, you know, shots to Trump for those who don't like Trump, but also, you know, not go too heavy on it for those who just want to hear jokes about movies. Uh the other thing about that, that that thing he has going with Matt Damon, I mean, I'm sorry, it was not funny last night. <laughs> you know what? I think if you, that was a thing. OK, see, for example, when Matt Damon, I mean, the jokes kind of went on and on about it. When Matt Damon came out to present the award for best original screenplay with Ben Affleck and they announced it as Ben Affleck and guest. Uh, and then they tried to play B- Matt Damon off yeah. <laughs> during his announcing of the award. I thought that was hilarious. But if you're not a fan of, of maybe Jimmy Kimmel's show where that joke originated, you might be watching that going, why is he like, OK, once that. But- OK, that one was a bit funny. But then the, he, there was stuff in the audience. There was It was just right, too yeah. much of it. And you, I'm just going, huh? What's that? I, I agree. I think if you're not a, f- you have to remember that you know if there's a billion people watching the Oscars, as everybody says, you know there's such a small segment of that that watches Jimmy Kimmel's show and would know that that joke. So if you don't get the joke or you don't follow a show or you don't care, then it's sort of like why is he? Oh yeah, why does he keep talking about Matt Damon? You, you mentioned Alec Baldwin. Now that yeah. would have been some kind of choice. There, you know. <laughs> but you know what? See, there's a thing. If you had Alec Baldwin, you would have to have some sort of political. Uh, illusions and and you would, people would be expecting a Donald Trump impression. There's rumors that he will attend the White House Correspondents Dinner in in lieu of Donald Trump, but <laughs> yes. as Donald Trump, since Donald Trump <laughs> has decided he won't be attending. So uh, that one, I think, would have you would definitely have expected more polit- politics uh, from it. But I love Alec Baldwin, so I would have watched.
Oh, he's so good as yeah. Trump. Amazing. He's incredible. And, and he and Steve Martin were are two of my favorite. They hosted together one year, and it was hilarious. And uh, do you think that Jimmy Kimmel will be asked back? If it were me, I would. I But, you know, there's that temptation to go with someone like Jimmy Fallon, who is just sort of uh, not very controversial, and everybody likes, and, and he sings and dances. Um, so... You know, I, I think Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. I think if you can have Seth MacFarlane host the Oscars once, uh, and it was terrible, you don't ask him back. But Jimmy Kimmel, I think, did a, a far better job. And I mean, I would ask him back personally. Mm-hmm. And they don't write the stuff. They don't. They, I'm sure he has input. I mean, a lot of and a lot of it was off the cuff. I mean, when Jimmy Kimmel brought in that uh, the tour, the, oh, the that guest, was that was cute. I mean, went on, on too long. But, but we've never seen something like that at the Oscars. And I think sometimes at award shows, like people love the Golden Globes because they're all the actors and actresses are drinking during it. So there's always that chance that something crazy will happen. And here's these, you know, tour group being brought through all these Hollywood stars and taking pictures. Denzel Washington pretended to marry a couple. You know, <laughs> that it's, was it's, funny. OK, the, that was the, funny. The one woman's reaction when she saw Ryan Gosling in person, like her eyes were just you know, like, holy cow, this guy is gorgeous. He really is handsome. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I I personally think more the more you can make the show less um, cookie cutter and bring more fun stuff into it like that uh, it's it's a win for the host but um, what about it still gives it that power I mean you know for instance I don't see that many movies I don't really care that much but I was glued to it like everyone right. else I mean you know I was talking about this the other day to somebody the Oscars in in film in that world is the Super Bowl right and and the Super Bowl uh, sometimes there will be teams that from small markets that nobody cares about, but it's still going to pull in huge ratings and people are still going to watch. And it's the same with the Oscars. You know, not every year has Titanic nominated. You know, not every year has a, a huge uh, commercially successful film nominated, but it's the Oscars. I mean, you, you might skip the BAFTAs or the Golden Globes or the People's Choice, but the Oscars, it's like it's it's there's an element of history and tradition to it. And it's a tie, I think, to old Hollywood as well that, uh, that, you know, you just feel like you have to sort of at least see what happened, if not watch. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Mike Crisolago, Zoomer Magazine's arts and entertainment editor. Thanks, we appreciate Libby. that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.